Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. This is the How to Trade It podcast. We talk about the real stories behind successful traders. You will learn the strategies that the best traders use in today's markets. And we get those experts to show us how to trade it. Okay, hello everyone. This is Casey Stubbs, and I'm here with Etienne Cree, who is the founder of the Desire to Trade podcast. And I want to just thank you and welcome you to the How to Trade It podcast. It's pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure. I've been here before. I know you are a good host. I'm looking forward to this interview for sure. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, actually, I think this is like the third or fourth time we've talked, and so I always enjoy it. That's why I keep having you back. It's perfect. Awesome. So what I would like to start out with is a little bit of history on you and uh, how you got started with trading and why you decided to put a lot of effort into learning how to trade. Yeah, so I began trading in 2013. It's crazy thinking it's been almost seven years now, which is like insane. But I began just as a kind of hobby. I wanted to learn how to trade because I thought I could make money in the market. That was pretty much the first thing. And I wanted to maybe... Thinking now, like prove other people that I could do it. I knew people that didn't make it in the stock market by investing. And I want to show them that I could make money myself trading. So that's kind of how I began. I just opened my account at first, placed a few trades, thought I could like figure it out easily. And that led me to an adventure of like almost four year plus of learning how to trade before I got to do it full time. So you had a, a four year learning process before you actually went full time with it. Yeah, pretty much. Like four or five years, yeah. Okay. And during that learning process, could you share with us some of the biggest challenges that you had to experience to be successful? Yeah. The first thing was like knowing what to do. I began thinking I would know what to do. And then I applied a few things. I thought after a year or two that I knew it. Then I realized with the margin call and a few things that I didn't know it. So I was at a point where I was buying the S&P with a strategy I had a, that I was really, really confident about. And I was buying this NP, and it crashed like 2015. And then it just went down. So I bought more because I thought it was, would be a good idea to buy more and more and more. And that price would go up eventually because I knew I was supposed to be right. And then price went, kept going down. And then a few days after, I received an email from my broker saying that I would have a margin call soon if I didn't close my trades. And basically, margin call, if you don't know what, what it is, it's um, when you have like too many positions on a trade. And then you have no more like margin to sustain your, your trade. So the more it goes down, the more the less capital you have with that. So eventually a few days after I said, oh, it's going to go back up. No, no worries. And went back down again more. And then they closed all my trades. So just with that, in a few days, I lost about, I think, 20 or 30% of my account, which was pretty tough. And that's when I knew, I thought I knew everything and lost that, that part of account. And then I had to kind of take things back and I think the biggest issue back then is I didn't know anyone trading. Like, of course, there's people online, like on YouTube, they 
are supposed to be trading, which a lot of them are, a lot of them are not. And so I was trying to figure out like people I could reach out to and talk to. So I first started to like email traders a little bit. I connected with a few people online, but then I saw this meetup in Montreal of traders and I started to kind of show myself with more traders. Once that meetup, I tried to talk to people that were trading full time. And that's where kind of things sh- start to shift a lot, where I realized that if I were to talk to more traders in person, my results would improve. I would get new ideas, new perspective. I would change my mindset because, you know, for a fact that the people we surround ourselves with change how we do things, how we think and everything around. And so the more I did this, trying myself with traders, the more I learned. And then I ended up getting a coach. And that's pretty much what changed the whole thing. So just being around the right people and getting the right mentor to kind of push me to do things right and learn things that I didn't even know existed before. That's kind of what changed everything back in 2016. So when you first experienced that big drawdown and you had that massive loss, that was probably quite a shock to you because you kind of thought you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. What was it that made you make the actual change to seeking other people out? It took a long time. So I don't remember exactly what I did after that. I think the logical step was like getting back and, and thinking about what I was doing. I, I think back then I took a course at this point. And that's another thing. So I got this course where I thought I would learn everything. Ended up learning not much because I couldn't get any um, support from the, the teacher of the course. And that didn't help much. So I just took a step back. Kind of, I think I stopped trading for a month or two back then. Tried to evaluate everything I was doing. And I went back, starting to learn a little bit more slowly. I got back to trading and I said I would never touch the S&P again, which I kind of did for a long time. So that was pretty much my reaction to it. And it's not the best reaction, but at least I didn't go like fully in more trades, more trade pushing more and lost more money. So that was a good thing, but I could have reacted probably better for sure. I want to get some insight from your experience for the listeners on the show. What would you recommend for someone to do the action steps to take that is really struggling right now to have success? The thing is like for trading to force to succeed in trading, there's like three parts and we might try to complicate things. We might try to like search for answers out there, but it it just comes out to three parts, like your strategy, right? What you trade, then your mindset and how you manage your money. So your risk management, money management all around. So the thing I tell people to do when they struggle is, Try to like sit down and don't look at your cell phone, don't look at your computer, like nothing. But think about on a piece of paper, what is the area that you have the most difficulty with for now? Is it your strategy that doesn't work or is it your mindset? Or is it your money management? And most people, when they hear that, they're going to say, oh, it's a strategy for sure. It's a strategy that doesn't work. That's like a common reflex. Don't fall for that. Really try to understand and maybe rank yourself out of 10. Like, How's my money management out of 10? Is it 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10, whatever? How's my mindset, how's my strategy? And then from there, you can figure out which point you got to work on the most. And that should become a goal or even like a target skill you want to master for the next like three months. And the next three months, you learn only that, nothing else, until you get to master that topic of strategy. So you work on your strategy, do backtest for three months. Uh, maybe you're going to like try to search for ideas, try to talk, to talk to traders for three months. They will have ideas for you. All these things can, can help out. The thing is that I feel people are trying to learn everything at once and they end up learning nothing or mastering nothing. So that, that's the biggest thing, I think. Well, that's great advice, the three areas. So just to recap, the three areas are strategy, money management, and mindset. Right. You need all three of those because if one yeah. of them is off, the whole thing just collapses, yeah. right? Well, that's very good. So if they are looking to find some traders to help them, 
and to meet people like you started a meetup. How did you actually go about doing that? And how would you recommend people do that now? Well, so yeah, the answer here, like online, everything now is online. And especially now that we are like in the coronavirus phase and everything is like shutting down in person, uh, you have the chance to be able to being able to connect online with people. And I found that if you approach people the right way, and that could be like emails, phone calls, whatever that is, but if you approach people the right way, with the right mindset and the right perspective, then people will respond positively to you. If you if you approach them the wrong way, of course they won't respond properly, but that's just a fact. So the meetup, the way it went is I found it online and then I just went there in person on, on meetup.com, right? It's like we can meet people in different cities. So I went there in person, I began to meet people. I began after to organize or co-organize the meetup with the person organizing it before. And that opened me a door of like plenty of people to talk with and to connect with. And eventually I said, well, that's all good. Like that's people in the city. But what if I try to meet people outside of that, like in the whole world? And that's why I began to reach out to traders online, people that I knew were that are online, authors, speakers, like prop traders, just sending email and reaching out in the proper way, approaching with some value that, that I had to offer these people. And some of them replied, some of them didn't. It's about a 50-50%, like some 50 reply, 50 don't reply. And that's fun. But you, over time, if you do this enough, you get to like, connect with people that you would not you would not come before. And my goal is basically like I'm gonna send five emails per week to traders that I see online. And then some reply, some don't, but over time I get to connect with like two hundred plus people, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's actually really good. So now I want to transition a little bit and talk about strategy. So the first part was a history and some of the things that you went through because I, I really like to talk about the history just because Everybody runs into obstacles, and I like to get the people like you who've had success and you didn't quit. You felt like quitting because you said, I'm never trading the S&P again, right? Some people might just say, you know what, I'm never trading again. This doesn't work or whatever, but you kept up, you persevered, and that challenge now, that obstacle has made you a better trader for who you are today. And so that's why I like to share that. Let's move on to strategy. Can you describe a little bit about what do you trade and what is it you're looking for when you're finding trades right now? I have a core strategy that I use pretty much all the time, and that works well in some market environment. So I like to adapt it to like different markets, different conditions, how things are moving. And now it's especially good because like market's like a little bit different than you usually use for my strategy. So some things don't work as well as before for my strategy. And I can show you how I kind of tweak it after. But actually something with it's basically reversals in the market. Uh, looking for support resistance areas, and then trading those with Bong Shiban. I'm a big fan of multiple time frame, meaning you start in like a higher time frame, a daily chart, then you go lower to look at your trades. So I might look at the market phase in the bigger time frame, see what the market's doing, and then looking at lower time frame for trades. So I look at the Bong Shiban with some cross-section pattern, usually the engulfing candles, and these when combined together, like at extreme points of the Bong Shiban, and at a support resistance area, they tend to provide some pretty good trades. So it's looking for like a reversal of the market. And these trades are on low time frame. So they last for like a few hours to a few days. Hello, this is Casey. And I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, 
how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. How many setups can you find using this type of strategy? So all depends on what time frame you trade. I see that some of my students, they have a lot of setup, but they trade like really low time frame. I am trading myself the four-hour chart and the one-hour chart. I get about like 10 setups per week. So that's a pretty good number, like not too many, not too too low. So about the setup, and then out of them, it's about a 48% win rate, which is kind of good. And that's pretty much it. So one thing I started to do recently is I started to test on the 30-minute chart. Still don't have any results for that, but since it worked out quite fine. So kind of trading on lower time frame with the same picture on the bigger time frame. And that seems to work fair, but I'll have to look at the result better in the next few weeks. Now, when you're talking about the certain number of trades that you're taking and trading the one hour and four hour, how much actual time are you spending trading right now? So I used to trade only manually a few months back. Now I trade pretty much mostly with algos, meaning that I would before look at the chart every morning. Let's say it would be my, my, my 9 a.m. And then I would look every four hour for trade setup. So that's all good if you want to trade the forward chart. On the one-hour chart, you might miss some trades. So that's somewhat of a challenge. So eventually, I got to develop a system where I would get alerts for my sit-ups that appear in the market. And I would have to look at the chart only like once a day, look at the zones. And then I would receive alerts throughout the day. So that was a pretty good thing. Now we move it to a different level where it's like now the algo takes trades for me. So I don't have to look at the chart at all during the day. I look once in the morning, look at my zones. And after this, like pretty much every day. Then if I want to look later in the day at the market, it's fine. I can do it, but I don't have to do it. So only once a day, it takes like between 30 minutes to an hour maximum. And then I'm pretty much done for the trading day after that. All right. Well, that's actually pretty amazing. I think that's one of the great benefits of being in trading, which is kind of the theme of your uh, podcast about freedom, you know, having mm -hmm. freedom in the trading lifestyle, which I really appreciate. As a matter of fact, where are you at right now? I don't think I know where your location is because it seems like you're always somewhere. <laughs> I'm in uh, Bangkok, Thailand right now. Okay. So. And so you travel all over the world doing this, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, a lot of freedom there to see the world. I actually travel a lot as well and I really enjoy seeing other places. Mm -hmm. I've been to, I think, 35 countries so far, which is something that I definitely want to do more in the future. Now I'm a little bit stuck for the next month, but uh, we'll see what happens. I want to now, you talked about strategy because there's a three part. So it's kind of silly just to talk about one part. Let's talk about mindset a little bit. Since mindset's really important in trading, uh, what is the mindset that you have and what did you have to change to get to where you're at now? The biggest thing was something that I call like thinking in terms of probabilities and people don't get that. So it's funny because I tell people all the time this, this fact, but for me, the market is like completely random. There's no like, like logic or anything to it. It's random. And people don't like it because they think they can predict the market. And they have this thought or this idea that they can just kind of try to find what's going to happen in the future. And for me, I, I just gave up that like a few years ago. And that helped me a lot to be able to improve because now I don't think about any trade. If I do a prediction in the market, it might be right, might be not right. 
and I just don't care. It's just like much free for your mind when you don't care about the results of your trade, when you think about numbers. So I never look at like a small trade or like even like five trades. I never look at five trades as a result. I look at a bigger picture of my trades. So maybe 10, 20, 30 trades. What's the result of that? And what's my win rate on that? And that's the only way to make decisions. I think for me, I've been stuck like the day to day and like the, every trade all the, like too, for, for way too long where like a good trade would, would make me feel good. A bad trade would make me feel bad or like a losing trade would make me feel bad. And that's not a way to live in trading. So you want to be able to like take a step back, look at your probabilities. It's a game of numbers. And just that really helped me a lot to be able to detach myself from the outcome and don't care about, about any trade's outcome now, which is pretty good. I think that's pretty good advice. Uh, the probability thing, I totally believe too. And, and the reason why I think it's real is because you can look at patterns and indicators and price action. You can look at all of that stuff. But once you're in the trade, there's only really two outcomes. You're either going to win or lose, yeah. right? And so that's a 50-50. And honestly, you have the perfect pattern, but you just don't know what the market's going to do because it's going to do what the market does no matter what pattern you're seeing on your chart. So I think that's really good. The thing is, people might think, oh, like, I know the investors or the big funds or institution will buy there and there and there. Right. But you never know, like, who's on the side you don't see that like who's on the side who's gonna think all oh, today i'm gonna sell my my shares of this or, or my 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 currencies of this you never know that so they could do it today it could be a crash tomorrow we don't know in fact there's been a crash recently but that's something you don't know so if you try to predict that's fine but it only goes as far as some level of accuracy and after that you're gonna get pissed off because you lose your trades and you thought you were right so it's just pointless yeah and we don't know what's gonna happen either because disasters emergencies People. Exactly. I mean, who knows? I mean, the, the world is so, so interesting. Introducing the Finance and Markets Newsletter, a unique type of newsletter designed to inspire you to make sound financial decisions. Stories of successful people who overcame tremendous struggles will impress and motivate you to never give up on your financial and personal lives. Sign up today and get the inspiration you need. Go to the link in this episode's description to subscribe. Continuing on the mindset theme with the, let's say you hit a losing streak, right? And you're looking at big picture, so that helps you detach from emotion. But do you think that that's the only way to kind of get over the emotion side of it? Because I know that when I'm, when you're, Looking at money and you start losing a lot in a row, for me, that's really hard. No, that's not the only thing for sure. That's like the biggest thing for me. Then there's plenty of, of things you can do to kind of overcome challenges over time. So losing streak for me has always been a question of trying to understand what, like, like what's happening here. So is it me or is it the market? And I found that maybe 80% of the time it's me, not the market. So I, I think the market, oh, like the market's going bad. I lose all my trades. But in fact, it's like, part of that, but also me who was doing something wrong. And so I found that trying to sit down, looking at all your trades, even like putting them up on paper, print all your trades on paper, that helped me a lot to kind of understand what's happening. I would like print all my charts, like get all the trades set up, I like underline the, the trades, what happened and everything. That helped me find out which mistake I make and also what to correct. So every time I've done this, I come back with some insights on how to improve. And doing that usually like get me out of a losing streak quite fast. I have found that uh, details are really important when like looking at your numbers, 
like analyzing the numbers of your losing trades, looking at certain things like expectancy, looking at winning rates and losing percentages and not just in trading, but in everything that I do in my own personal finances, in trading, in, in running a business. The more that I understand the numbers, the better success I'm going to have. Do you agree with that? Yeah, so that's something I began to do like a lot more the past year for business and trading. And now, now I'm just like, I have like all these spreadsheets of numbers everywhere of like different things that I track every week and stuff. And it's pretty crazy, but it makes a big difference on how you feel. In the end, it's, it's just numbers. It's not anything like other than that's just numbers on your screen. So you can find ways to improve the numbers. If they don't go well, you, you change that, you improve them. If they go well, then you just like, keep going. And that's the only thing you can do. So that's something I've been doing a lot more. Because I found too recently, I was talking with like really like big traders and really successful business people, and they all have these like numbers they track every week, what we call like KPIs in business, could right. be the same in trading. So they all keep track of these things. If you do the same, then you feel much better, and it just really helps. So everything I do, I try to systemize and like track numbers for anything that I do. Yeah, that's really good. So so now I want to switch one more time over to the money management side. That's the third piece of this puzzle. What are some really good money management tactics that can help people from experiencing margin calls and help them from experiencing just losing all the time? You've got the classic like 1% per trade rule, which I think works to some extent. I think you can go beyond that. So that's like the first step, right? That's like something that can help people not blow up their account. But then you can go beyond that because the goal of of money management is like three things. We want to maximize our wins. We want to minimize our losses. And want to utilize their capital the best. So people think about like maximizing their gain all the time. They're going to risk more. They make more money. But that's only one part. So how about you minimize your losses? So maybe you cut your trades like when they don't go well. That could be a way. So all these things where you manage your trades, they all have with your money management. So maybe you cut your losses a little bit early when you know they're going to get to a bigger loss later. Maybe you think about only entering like half the trade first and doing the other half later when it goes in your direction. That could be another way to do it. Maybe when you want to maximize your gains, you have different setup with different like win rates, and then you put more money in the one that has a bigger win rate. That could be a way to increase your, your gains too. That makes more sense compared to just risking more on every trade. And maybe you want to do something where uh, now you're in a country where you pay a lot of taxes, you go somewhere else where you pay less taxes. So again, you have the same money, but you make more money in the end. So I think those are ways that people can use that are really simple and not like crazy where you're able to increase your gains and manage your risk better. Right now, we're in a very unique time. So you said you started in 2013. I have started before that. I started in 2009 because I was in construction and I lost my job because of uh, the downturn in 2008. The market was bad. I was in construction. I lost my job. And so I wasn't really in the markets at that time very much. So pretty much my entire trading career has been really solid on the market side and there hasn't been any recession. And I would say that that's the same for you as well. So now that we're in, uh, it looks like a potential global recession has come upon us. How does that impact your trading? Well, I've been with a lot of people that I've been trading like a few years back in different recessions and they've been doing, going through that well. And so I think it will be a, a big mistake to think that you can have like one strategy, one style and do that all the time because sometimes the market change and then you have to adapt. Otherwise you're going to like be stuck with no trades or just like try to trade, take trades and then nothing happens. So 
for me, one thing I've done is I've been kind of going to different, like slightly different styles where I might look at the bunch band on lower time frame in trends, which help a lot. Because now we have like a lot of big trends, which is really good. Or one thing I trade now too is like breakouts. I had before strategy for breakouts that, that I traded back in 2015 that worked really well or 16. And that's something I'm trading now again because it works really well now in the market we have. So these like small breakouts within the range, a small breakout, a small range breakout that works really well too. Or even these, these trend trades that work really well right now. So for example, a, you have a range, you look for a small pullback and go for a candle. For me, that works really well in the direction of the trend. So these are things you can adjust. You can trade more now. And I still like keep trading my same core method, but I think now you would be kind of a little bit dumb not to benefit from the other ways to make money. So if you want to stay on the sideline and just say, oh, I'll just trade my style, that's fine. You can always like learn this time and maybe apply better next time. But I find that there's different ways you can, like still with a low risk, try to make money from these markets right now. Now, are you primarily trading in the currency market or are you trading all over a lot of different things? Only currencies. Only currencies, okay. It, do you feel like in a market like this, it's maybe a little more advantageous to be trading currencies than trading stocks? Yeah, I feel like it's much better now, especially people that trade stocks and only want to buy. I think that's not really the way to go now. And at the same time, I'm, I would kind of feel weird shorting a stock myself because you don't know when it's going to come back up. That's why I like that currencies are kind of a little bit more kind of like stable for that matter. Not really stable in a sense, but they kind of provide more more basis for you to trade in different up and downs. Yeah, I've heard some people say that uh, currency trading is recession proof and you can do it in any market, no good or bad, good no matter what economy we're in, which it seems like that's that's definitely the case. I pretty much agree with that except when it's like too too tight in the volatility in the market, that's the point where I get crushed the most. But other than that, that I think you're pretty much good to go. So you're saying when it's a little crazy and you know you get like a hundred pips spike to the upside and then immediate hundred pips spike to the downside, you can't really find a direction and it can whip you out. You can go long and short, yeah, and still it, lose money. So my style, yeah. So like back to I believe this past summer where we had these uh, like tight ranges, and I'm pretty much trading reversals most of the time. So these ranges don't go well. You go up, then you're down, and then you go up, then you're down. So that's not good to trade for myself. Some people are making a lot of money with that. I found that if I go on lower time frame for these months, it's better. But still, it's not as good as it could be if you had like big trends and, and breakouts in the market. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This market has done really well with some trends. Can you share with us maybe two things? One is some trades that have gone really well for you recently. And then also uh, some, some trades you've been looking at as well. Yeah, so my trades, they happen quite quickly. I had a few trades this past week, this is just, just recently on AODGPY. It's one I took recently. I'm just going to look at my screen here quickly. Uh, AODGPY was one that I took recently. I had a good trade on USD Singapore dollar, a pair that I quite like, as well as USD Japanese yen. Those are pairs, like, I trade about like 15 pairs now, which is uh -huh. always the same thing that I do. But these are pairs that I've bought recently. But it's just always the same principle when you have a range. And a breakout that works really well for me. I know, for example, GBP CAD, so the pound Canadian dollar, had a really nice range recently. That's like super clear on the daily chart. And it just broke out like maybe now or a few hours ago. So that's going to be a good pair to look for a trade, I believe. What type of target are you thinking? You thinking this is, is this a trend trade? I'm mostly thinking I was like fixed reward to risk. So if I put a stop loss in the market that where, where I know I would be wrong, 
I look at a fixed reward to risk to place my take profits. It might be a one to one or two to one. This breakout, I used to do like one or two to one. And for the reversal, it's most like two or three to one for the target the take profit. You had mentioned earlier that your win rate was 48%. And so with that 48%, if it's a one-to-one, you would probably be losing money because you're winning yeah. less than half. Go ahead. The Bonjourban reversal that I trade, this is about 48%, but you get to an average of two-to-one of your two years. Right. So with that, what percentage could you lose and still make money? Is that like a 40%? If you were doing 40, you'd still probably be profitable, right? Yeah, you could go to like a 33%, I believe. Okay, so then at 2 to 1, you can have a losing percentage. A lot of people have a hard time understanding that. How does that actually work? So basically, the thing that I do is, it's a little bit different than what most people do, is that I have basically two positions on, on my trade for every trade that I take. And one has to take profit closer, one has to take profit further. For example, for my strategy, I might enter the trade at a point, and I put my stop loss, put a take profit at, let's say, 1 to 1, and let's say at like 3 to 1. So basically, when price goes to one to one, I close half my trades. So well, like one trade, which is have the whole position on that pair, and then this is like done. So sometimes I'm also move my, my stop loss to break even. So a stop loss like beyond the entry, I move it to break even. So not gonna lose anything more. So I have my second order, my second position that goes to three to one. It might go down to hit the, the stop loss. That's fine, but in the best case, it goes to three to one, and you end up with a two to one on the overall trade, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. And so at that point, really, if you can maintain that over long term, the key would be just to find more trades, you know, because yeah. the more trades you take and if, you know, you look at the numbers, right, over time, you're going to get 48%. That's a very profitable position. Mm-hmm. And so the more trades you make, the more more money you're going to make. Yeah, that's why you can go on maybe more pairs, more time frames. All those time frames you're going to test because they're not all as good. But some are still good, so you can still test that. So since you're doing algo trading, are you running uh, multiple systems at one time? No, it's only one system, only the Bonjourman system, because uh-huh. the other ones are a little bit hard to code, and I'm doing them myself manually. Okay. But the Bonjourman is all automated, yeah. Okay, excellent. All right, well, you know, this has been tremendous. I've enjoyed speaking with you, as I always do. Can you tell everyone how to get in contact with you how to find out what you're doing what you have going on all of that good stuff so i'm pretty much everywhere on social media especially on youtube instagram i'm there i send daily emails to people to my email list so if you want to sign up for this it's on desartrade.com i put everything there so desartrade.com everything is there and i have a lot of free content there for people to learn and grow and everything that's my goal to help people the most as i can so everything is there any social media or my website Excellent. So here's what I'm going to tell everybody that's listening. All of those links are going to be in the description of so you guys can go ahead and find ETN. I recommend that you do get on to his YouTube channel, subscribe to it, hit the notification button. So if you hit that little bell, you get notified every time he posts. I personally am on his YouTube list and his email list. I actually watch almost all of his videos. He even does little updates on the community tab where he takes pictures of himself going around town and eating dinner. And that might not be interesting to some people, but I find it pretty fascinating. So you might not even have known that I actually like him stalking you online, but I recommend that everybody go ahead and do that because his material's good. His guests are great. You're only going to get quality stuff from him and it's going to be really helpful for you in the long term. So please listen, take action and go ahead and follow etn on all social media and etn thanks so much for being on the show 
really appreciate it. Pleasure. If people have any question, I'm happy to answer and give them some time because I don't know quality people are going to are going to come from you. So, a pleasure. Excellent. Thanks for listening to the How to Trade It podcast. Our mission is to help you create security in the markets. If you have a question you want me to ask my guests or a specific question you have for me, please email me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. I answer every email I get because this show is about helping you learn how to trade it. So again, please reach me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. Thank you. for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.